Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fun with Flame. I'm your host, Daniel the Flame, and I'm going to be talking about uh, Shinobi no Itoki. Um, this is an anime that came out in fall of 2022. Uh, it was a part of it, um, the last season of anime. Right now, we're into the winter season of 2023. So it basically just ended. Um, I watched every episode of this and I just would like to do a review on it. Now, this anime is an original anime. It does not, um, as far as I can tell, I don't believe that it has a prior, um, manga or light novel that is based off of. It was just an original idea concocted and thrown into the ether. And aside from Love Flops, I think that's another one that I looked at, which was the, I guess, designated harem anime of the fall 2022 season um shinobi no itoki has got to be the worst piece of shit i have seen in a long fucking while uh this anime is bad it is fundamentally bad just just off of so much crap that it does that just ultimately has no importance in anything going on Everything is not only so ridiculously predictable, but it's under this thick fog of just waning out and, and prolonging the inevitable in hopes of believing that its audience is just too stupid to think that it couldn't possibly be this right on the nose. And it actually is. And this isn't a sense of misdirection. This isn't a sense of it trying to be clever or anything like that. It's that it generally doesn't believe that it's that the audience would not figure this stuff out from the get-go. And it's it's horrible. It's so horrible. Nothing in this thing is done as original. Nothing is in um is actually engaging. The characters are incredibly boring. Hell, the main character it couldn't even you couldn't even compare him to white bread he's just so unbelievably nothing that any symbolism of an actual coherent thought is something that never even crosses his mind he doesn't have an original idea throughout the entire series everything is basically concocted for him so nothing has any importance any weight or any depth to it whatsoever it's just ridiculous now this happens a lot when it comes to original anime because of the fact that they can't test the waters with either a, a manga or a light novel. Um, generally speaking, they kind of fall into the rut of just doing what's, um, what, what they've always done before when it comes to shows and whatnot. So they fall into the trap of pulling the cliches without actually understanding or evaluating why those things would either work or how to improve them, or or basically have the cliches work within the favor of the story to make it engaging, enjoyable, and fun. But uh, I'm going to get into that in a little bit. Let me give you a synopsis of um, Shinobi no Itoki. Um, Shinobi no Itoki um, revolves around a main character whose name is Itoki. Um, uh, Sakurabe, um, Sakurabe, I believe. Um, pronouncing that correctly, <laughs> but um, the story, uh, the basis of the story is that essentially he's been training his whole life doing things, whether it be a, his, like that his mother forced him to do, whether it be 
doing gymnastics training, certain martial arts training, uh, going to cram school, you know, basically a bunch of extracurricular activities, <clears throat> types of deal, um, things only for him to realize that essentially he's not normal. He actually happens to be the heir of a secret ninja clan that's been existing all this time. Um, and if you, if you had to guess just, just for, you know, um, as anyone who actually knows about how ninjas in Japan work, uh, if you had to guess two different names that could possibly be used in order to name the clan that he's a part of, pick one, pick, pick, just randomly pick one. Think of, think of what a ninja clan name would be. And then, and then just pick, pick one. Yeah. Yeah. It's Ego. Yeah. He happens to be the heir of Ego because uh, obviously, right? And then I bet you won't guess who their arch enemy is. Did, did you get his Koga? It's fucking Koga. Of course it's Koga. It's always Ego versus Koga. This is so overused. Ugh. And then rather than make it engaging and enjoyable or interesting or even showcase and a willingness to basically have liked characters and disliked characters on both sides like they did with Basilisk, you know, an actual good ninja-based anime. Uh, instead, you basically just have the Iga being the, bun of it, being the butt of everything and then the Kogas being this over-dominant bad guys, which again is a common thing when it comes to do, um, handling these characters. Um, we're handling these uh, clans. Fucking stupid. But um, he comes to find out that he's actually the, the next heir to the clan. He never knew that they were ninjas and shit like that his entire life. So this whole time he's been lied to. He has presumably should be an adopted sister, but she's not. Like, she doesn't do anything that showcase that rather than just have a very close connection with the main character. But or you just see that essentially you kind of get like a childhood friend vibe from her, but it turns out she's basically his adopted sister, but they didn't really have them in the beginning showcase that like they live together or something like that, which is odd, very odd, but she's also a fucking ninja. Uh, <laughs> and again, he's none the wiser. He doesn't know anything about this stuff. All the people that he grew up knowing, all the people that he's ever met in his life that he, that's in his hometown or whatever, turns out everyone's a ninja. And they just kept this a secret from him for absolutely no reason. They gave absolutely no reason whatsoever as to why that would be a thing that they would do, let alone force that role or that um, situation upon him and then give him the choice to choose whether or not you would become the next heir or try to live a normal life which essentially would mean that he would have to run away and be on the run for the rest of his life. So kind of had a kind of really gave him an ultimatum, not really a choice in the matter. So again, the process of not allowing him to even know about uh, the ninja way <laughs> in the first place just seems really retarded. Um, but Hey, the plot's got to do what a plot's got to do. So obviously, yeah, he chose to be a ninja and stay and whatnot. Now, he's supposed to become the next heir because his father was the heir to the Iga clan. His mother is a normie. She has no ninja abilities or whatever, but she's now the acting head of the family. Sure. Um, after discovering about the whole ninja aspect of his life, he's then immediately, immediately now, 
sent to a ninja school. Ugh. And then upon entering the ninja school, he learns about the different techniques, equipment, armor, uh, what what you name it, they have it type of stuff within the school that he has to get used to as it is normal with uh, ninja life and whatever. Then he's immediately taken out of the school in order to deal with the war with their main bad guys who are the Koga ninjas, but say Koga niggas, <laughs> the Koga ninjas who are then trying to basically take over and um, rule the ninja world. Why do they need to do this? I have absolutely no idea. They're not working for anybody. They're not doing anything. There's no sense of enemies or like bad blood between any, anybody. It's generally done just like with Naruto, where you had the some of the villages when they did speak or talk about each other or one another, they kind of seemed on edge. Yet there is no basis as to why they would feel this way, whether it be if they are reminiscing from back in the old days of the war, you know, those days are over. <laughs> and as as well as like, you know, a majority of those people are really dead now. So even then it's kind of like, why, <laughs> why would you still bring that up? Most of those people are dead now. Um, as well as the fact that uh, generally speaking, the countries that they lived in in Naruto had lords and the lords weren't beefing with each other. And there literally were never any missions or anything like that where they were beefing with each other. But ninjas still did weird shit and actively antagonized one another when literally there was no reason to do so at all. Because nothing was happening. Like, absolutely nothing was happening. How did the Great Ninja War start? I have no fucking idea. Do they explain it? Do they tell you? No. They just It just happened. And basically, that's what you get with um, Shinobi no Itoki. That it's just an anime built off of that same ridiculous premise or that same ridiculous concept where you just have the bad guy messing with the main guy who's the good guy. And the main guy, like, they just happen to have this thing that the bad guy desperately needs in order to accomplish his plan. But the main guy group or the Iga ninjas are just weaker. They're more pathetic. They're filled with basically a bunch of old people. Um, but yet for some reason, oh, the Koga desperately needs to conquer and destroy the Yiga. <laughs> just, just unfucking bearable. Um, that's basically it. And then the ending is the ending and, and then whatever is whatever. But this anime is bad. Like it, it's very bad. And I'm not being facetious, more so like, you know, it just that they did a whole bunch of things that just didn't make any sense. Like just not even, not even if you're going like plot wise, but just in a general story, it just didn't make any sense. Now the, in, the, the premise in itself is something that's been done before. You kind of had this same thing with like DNA Angel, where it's like, we've been prepping you to do this thing until you're of age. And now that you're of age, there you go. Um, it, it had that symbolism, but essentially they never really expanded on anything that the main dude did or that he learned outside of um, the ninja shit in order to be practical or to be used, which would explain why he was left in the dark with the ninja stuff in the first place. Not only that, but he was then immediately thrust into a school where the ninja shit was kind of common knowledge to these people that he's dealing with. So a lot of the basic stuff were things that just didn't make any sense for him not to know. Um, 
even in terms of his mother being someone who wasn't trained as a ninja, she was still a regular person. It didn't mean that she didn't have to do any type of training. It's not like these people weren't like special from birth or they gave any explanation of something like that. It's just that they were trained in the ways of ninjutsu. So that's easily something she could have been trained in while she was caring for her son, who basically grew up to be like a 16 year old boy. And upon like, you know, the father's death at whatever time, whether it be when he was 10, nine or eight or whatever, you know, still you could have done something uh, <laughs> like in order to help defend yourself. You are dealing with ninjas, but, um, Hey, whatever, or buy a gun. I don't know. Just something, something smart. <laughs> but, um, it again gave no, no sense towards the main character being thrust into a world, let alone a school where essential, where essentially the basic practice of ninjutsu were things that essentially everyone just automatically knew. And so the main character being thrust into this world, not knowing it led for the realm of exposition, but it did not help with what the main character had to go through and what he had to deal with. Feeling the scrutiny from the Kogan ninja seeing as how they dominated the school because they were a bigger clan, they were far more powerful, and yet at the same time they also hated the Iga. You um, only got like a small little glimpse of this being something to where it was like, well, it, it's not only, not only is it just unbelievably unfair, but you're not really doing anything or giving anything for the main character for you to sit there and think that, okay, he is somewhat of a threat or he's somewhat of a problem or he's someone that they should easily look at and feel such animosity and hatred towards, or he would be someone that might possibly rise up and become a threat to them eventually. None of that is ever done within the series. Now, don't get me wrong. The premise is something that actually could have had some promise. It could have been really engaging and interesting. Like if you was to have, oh, I don't know, him do typical things that essentially were done under um, the ideas or mannerisms that he picked up from being a normal person in school or being naturally devious, a liar, someone who would um, trick people, being like cunning in some way. But they didn't do that. They made him this bubbly-eyed, um, stupid anime protagonist. You tell me I can't do that. That type of bullshit. Rather than giving him any type of personality, he was basically done his white bread that way you could sit there and just go well he's a blank slate so you could possibly put yourself in his shoes and feel that this is exactly how you would feel within the situation but realistically the main character was a whiny baby bitch boy not something that someone who essentially would be thrust into the world of ninjutsu would try to either um accept or or take in or actually be happy about what if he was actually naturally interested in the world of ninjas just off of an instinct side and then come to find out that he is a part of a ninja clan and he's been secretly being trained this whole time only for them to actually embrace that concept. But then he's just so enamored by the idea of being a ninja that he doesn't understand nor does he grasp the severity of like the, the warring clans or the different people fighting each other and stuff like that. So he would bring a, a more of a, of a childlike innocence towards everything, not just being ignorant, but instead actually just being fascinated. So while you're dealing with other people who essentially look at the small things like throwing shurikens and landing on the bullseye all the time, it's just like, well, that's just what we do. That's how we were trained. He's far more interested in like, man, I wish I could get like that. Like, that was amazing. That was awesome. And then he naturally brings people in to either his side, showcasing more of a leaderish aspect or something like that. You know, or, or like I said, with uh, 
him being uh, refuse to have him be naturally devious or sneaky or trickster um someone who basically thinks outside the box when it comes to general things and then with the ninjas everything has always been this one set way so with him inquiring things the way that he does he adds a different layer element of just like man that's a sneaky son of a bitch type of um, personality or concept any of those you know, I mean, there's there's plenty of other things you could possibly do rather than just go by the books of this is what you're supposed to do. I was never told this before. I don't know if I want this responsibility. You got to do it. Uh, I guess so. What is it? Um, Shinji Ikari from fucking Neon Genesis Evangelion. And then only to then later embrace it a little bit. But then your world just shifts upside down and you kind of just becomes co-op monster. That's what happens in this show. <laughs> and it's not good. Um Upon creating the element of the school, they immediately get rid of it. So then it kind of made that whole shish kebab pointless. I mean, it feels as if upon throwing him into this world or having this concept, it, it's damn near like Geppetto with Pinocchio, you know? And it's like, you, your, your wish, the thing that you always wanted was a child. You wanted a boy. You wanted a kid to call your own. You gave happiness to so many children and you never had your own. And so then the Blue Fairy gave you a son. What's the first fucking thing Geppetto did? He sent this nigga to school. How how the fuck do you... Who does that? Why would you do that? He doesn't know anything. <laughs> you just had him. You just got this kid, and then you got rid of him. Fucking idiot. <laughs> That's why everything happened to Pinocchio is Geppetto's fault. Geppetto was the real monster. Um, <laughs> but essentially having something where it's like the premise is that, okay, well, the main dude has been secretly being trained this whole time, whether it be in different martial arts and um, forms and stuff, stuff like that all this time. Let's see that be implemented or like that actually takes place or has some type of um, bearing in anything that he's going to do in terms of like the ninja shit. Nothing. Because apparently all the martial arts and the training that everyone else had is basically far superior. Not only that, but they immediately put everyone into like these fucking uh, weird... Uh, how about say mech suits, but basically like these little bio armor suits or whatever that just enhance everyone's abilities in any way, thus making them damn near unstoppable on their own, thus making the whole concept of the point of him being trained prior kind of pointless because realistically you can just put on the suit and then do whatever. Um, and not only that, but then they have him get constantly overpowered or beaten by other people who are also using the suits. So then it becomes a weird concept of just well why would he be having a hard time all they're doing is fighting and he supposedly can defend himself because he learned basic stuff like that but it, none of it actually sticks or holds up at all so then it's like well then why even bring that up or have that be a thing it's kind of pointless now you compare that to something like a uh, dn angel where the main character was trained since birth to be a fucking class a thief you know, being able to go against all types of traps and uh, uh, situations, think of himself out of like hard, crazy things and whatnot. But you actually see that be implemented in the beginning of the series when he first gets home and they initially um, surprise him with like a bunch of crazy, um, rigorous traps set out throughout the house and whatnot. And then he goes through them with ease before he actually um, awakens or does his little power thing where he's able to transform and whatnot. And it gave you a sense of like, yeah, he's able to hold his own and take care of himself now. So then when he's thrust into the situation that he's thrust into, well, now it becomes more so like, well, what is it that we're actually going to, what are you going to do that's actually going to put him on his back? What you're going to do that's going to make him be um, 
that's going to weaken them or something like that. And I was like, yeah. And then what they did actually kind of came either where it came, um, kind of came from either the um, mental level, whereas attacking his little tiny teenager mind psyche, or it was something that was just so unbelievably shocking that it just kind of fucked with him. So things like that actually hold up. They hold water. With this series, you just thrust them into one thing, thrust them into another thing, thrust them into another thing, and nothing of value was lost and nothing of value was gained. He just accepted all of it. Hell, at the end of, like, it's revealed that the Kogas essentially want something that the Egas have, which is a treasure that's this core, which is what they use to power their little um, super suits. And it's a core that the Egas have that's basically this unlimited battery. And for some reason, the small clan still has this unlimited battery, thus making them the eye of scrutiny from the Kogas for decades, right? Now, an ultimatum that was placed in by one of the elders of the Ega clan is that they just destroy the core. They never give an explanation as to why they never done it before. It's something that everyone knows that they have or they believe that it exists. And it happens to be one of the main reasons that the Kogas are after them. And then upon discovering that the Kogas want the core, they still do not destroy it. Made absolutely no fucking sense. Then... When the series ends, you see the main character using the core in like a ninja suit to make him like this badass hero or whatever that the series was trying to um, showcase, which also didn't make any sense because he hasn't done anything prior to showcase that he's proficient at doing this stuff yet. He doesn't know anything. School ended before he could even fucking finish. So whatever with that. But you also have him have the dumb idea of him putting on this ninja outfit and doing all this shit when literally a person who they call like the god of death um, or a demigod that's a part of the Ega clan is is like walking alongside of the main character. He's far more efficient. He's far more deadly and dangerous. And he's been doing dirt this entire series. And yet, for some reason, the main character has this unlimited core while that guy is just walking around normal. Why not give him the core in the suit? And then he uses his experience, his abilities, and all of his know-how to wreck shit and then you guys can get away scot-free without actually having any problems. It just was ridiculous. They had all these clans, but no one to answer to, which, again, is a big no-no when it comes to ninjas, because what's the point of a ninja if they're not being used as their intended purpose, which is to be a Japanese spy? Why even have the clans and them running around warring against each other if there is no higher purpose or higher presence being stated to at least push them into this direction. Basilisk was so fucking good in handling this because all it did was have it to where the overall um, politics of what was going on was that their war was going to be the result was going to be how they gauged the next leader of the Tokugawa shogunate, right? So one son had the Igas, the other son had the Kogas. And then essentially because they knew that these people hated each other so goddamn much, they pitted them against each other, even though they forced them to have a peace, they pitted them against each other. And then the last one standing out of like their 10 best um, ninjas uh, would basically, whoever they represent would become, um, that son would then become the next um, shogun um, under the Tokugawa shogunate. And realistically, 
for the shogunate, this was actually done because of how dangerous the abilities of the Iga and Koga ninjas were. So to make sure that they didn't gain too much power and it got too out of hand in case they might have wanted to rebel or something because they were really fucking powerful, they then had them take their best ninjas and then get them to wipe each other out. So even though at some point the ninjas know that this is what the intent is, their hatred for each other is so deep that they don't care and they still keep killing each other. And it only goes to show that like it didn't take much for them to go, but it was something that was enough to let everything that happened happen. You even have the main character trying to essentially call everything off because there's just senseless killing but at the same time it doesn't matter by the end of everything motherfuckers is dead <laughs> and it's so good and it's so beautiful so you get the avalanche but something has to happen to start the avalanche and with uh shinobi no ito um itoki there is nothing they just immediately hate each other under these notions of well this like obviously you killed our leader with no proof no evidence in a world where cameras and shit exist there's no proof no evidence and none like that and it's just completely hearsay but it's enough to make them just completely hate a clan that is on the low end of all other clans has no real true bearing against the kogas and seems like no threat whatsoever but for some reason it is completely and ultimately believed that they're the ones that did it and it made no fucking sense. So you just have so many situations, so many ideas, and so many plot devices being thrust into the series that holds no water. It, it has no weight on the situation at hand or the premise itself. It's just going from point A to point B, but without giving you a proper explanation as to why it came from point A to point B. It just did it. And I'm, I can only assume that someone thought that they was clever as shit or that they was a, just a genius upon handling all this stuff, but you get all of the most ridiculous cliches. The um, And like when I say ridiculous, I mean the ones that basically are bad when there's no substance behind it. So you have a parent die in front of the main character. And again, no substance behind it because the mom did nothing but make bad ideas the entire series. So who cares? Um Another thing is like the main character crying at random intervals for absolutely no reason other than his own weakness. It made no sense because his crying and his attitudes towards things, it, it, there was no negative aspects towards him failing anything. No, no matter what, he's still the leader of the Iga clan. So when he was in school and he was trying his hardest to pass certain things, it didn't really matter because there was no real um, detrimental aspect towards him failing. Not only that, but he was there and he didn't know anything. And then his supposed adopted sister was there as well. And then upon him actually going to her for help, she outwardly ignored this nigga because I guess that they thought, nah, it's cool when you have this chick who just acts like she don't give a fuck and she goes around. She's a badass guardian for the main character, but she doesn't care enough to actually want to help him. But that doesn't make any sense because she would want him to become the next head of the clan because that's what the mom wants, which is who she's indebted it to. So even if she has a cool connection with him to where she treats him like you would a brother or something like that, or they just have a close relationship, it still doesn't change the fact that she outwardly does shit that makes her basically another fucking antagonist um, like the rest of the Koga ninjas who outwardly um, diss this nigga for no actual um, real reason. They don't even know him. <laughs> but that's what this series has in droves. It's just so much shit. It's just 
unnecessary information that's brought up, the different clans, different names of clans or whatnot, and none of them hold any importance. Hell, they're introduced, like there's what, like it's like a round table situation where there's like a bunch of clans introduced and then they all testify against um, the Kogas, thus villainizing the Kogas and then getting them arrested for committing certain acts or whatever um, by the ninja police that they have. Yeah, I know, fucking stupid. And then those clans are then subsequently the next, like the very next episode, those clans are then wiped out. Everyone gets attacked and everyone gets beat up by robot ninjas, mind you. I just slapped my forehead. But then it just begged the question, then why even have those clans? What the fuck was the importance of that? Like what nothing was gained by even mentioning or showcasing these fucking ninjas, but you needed that plot set up of the Koga's acting leader getting arrested as well as the um, main dude's mother getting arrested, which then leads into her death later on. Fucking stupid. It's poorly written, poorly constructed. The animation was okay, but then it got choppy in certain places because clearly they just didn't really give a damn to do anything. Um, one of the majors, one of the worst aspects of this anime is the fact that there were so bland characters in the background that you knew exactly who was meant to be a main character because of how well they were drawn. And even people who essentially were the traitors within the series were had far more detail um, drawn in them than any other character, thus kind of making any sense of feeling that they're not going to pull some shit or they might not be important later on kind of obtuse because it's like, well, obviously they're going to matter or mean something because this chick is the only one with different color hair and happens to be young in this whole entire group of old people. The, the bitch is important. She's obviously important. I'm pretty sure she's a traitor. And it's just fucking stupid. It's just fucking stupid to have something like that. Now, um, for some of the aspects of the animation really would be the only other would be the only positive I could think of for this series. Um, just some of it. Like, that's really what drew me to it. Um, the initial concept being ninjas, the guy, the guy getting thrust into the role and all that was just really the the thing that was making me go like, oh, like this might actually be something. You know, it might be worthwhile to check out, especially it being like an original anime and all that. It, it just seemed like it, it, had, it has a huge potential to be something. Hell, Upon watching it in the beginning, I was hoping, praying that this shit would be a comedy because it just has all the elements that would make it a bomb ass comedy of an anime rather than something that obviously took itself way too seriously when it did not need to at all. Hell, one of his friends is a traitor. And then upon discovering that they're a traitor, it, there's not even any type of consequence behind it. It's just the, mm, you know, that, 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 uh, hmm. He, hey, uh, smile faces and whatnot. And it's like, dude doesn't even get attracted to anybody. It's so gay. Like, <laughs> there's nothing, absolutely nothing in this one. It is so bland and dumb and stupid. It is just unbelievable. The girl was a traitor and it possibly, let it. she possibly helped with the assassination of the main dude's mother. And he just kind of smiled and shrugged it off. Like, I'm glad you're my friend. 
as if he doesn't have any other friends or not going to take into account that he only met this bitch a couple of months ago. None of that is um, thrown into question. None of that is even brought up or even held in a, um, in a manner to where it was like, okay, this is some shit that even uh, like this is some actual emotional shit that you're trying to get through or that you're trying to showcase. You couldn't even handle that properly. And it was like you tackled actual emotional aspects or characters who had um against like feelings and and like emotional weight towards their actions you handled them in a joking manner and just swept them under the rug hell was a dude who kept going after the main dude being like i just hate you i hate you for what you did to the leader of the kogas because i just respected and loved that guy like crazy and there's never a moment where the main character kind of like just approached him it's like i don't even know who you're talking about i don't know who you're talking about i don't know who he is and i'm not even about that so like leave me alone like you keep coming after me i'm not even doing it never do that just have the main character just basically kind of bitch up whenever he sees the guy and then it's constantly just kind of questioning like why are you even fighting me and the dude's like well i'm fighting you because you like your clan killed my clan's leader my clan leader was a great guy all he wanted was peace for everybody wait a minute so he wanted peace for everyone and your way of showcasing your love for that is by getting violent physical revenge on us yes and it's like that doesn't seem like it's stupid to you <laughs> like that doesn't seem retarded at all hell the fact that you wouldn't live despite the fact that he was murdered that you would still uphold his um traditions or try to live the world the way um make the world the way that he wanted to um even though the ego will still be people you consider an enemy and whatnot wouldn't that have been a cool character that you could have had and get like as a duality towards the other koga guy and then that character actually be like far more powerful than the one who just wants the physical violent revenge. No, just he has to be the one that wants revenge. Then when he finds out the truth, he's going to be the one that's like, I still don't like you, but I know you didn't do it. But your whole reason for not liking me is because you thought we did it. But now that you know that we didn't do it, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what? Ugh, you have to give more definition to your characters. <laughs> this bullshit. This, like I said. This was clearly one of those seasonal original anime that was written and just like just tossed into this gumbo of bullshit writing and cliches. Nothing of value is done within this series. I give it a hard zero. This isn't a, a you know five like out of five stars. What again? It's a zero. This is something that is not worth watching at all. There is no redeeming aspect within the anime at all even if you was to account like any of like the fighting scenes or something like that they don't have any nothing that is of a substantial aspect that would make you go okay i can sit through this in order to get here none of that is done and like i said there's multiple elements within the anime that's like if you guys would have went full funny you probably would have had a better series if it wasn't taking itself so seriously and actually did a comical aspect with this and lightened up a bunch of the characters and gave more of a definition to plenty of the other characters, um, whether it be drawing-wise or just overall fundamental fucking um, uh, character traits, then you probably could have had something. Hell, they introduced a bitch and then it was like, her husband's in a coma. And I was like, I bet you she's going to be a traitor. Because her husband in a coma, she's sitting here, and we have never talked about this ever again until later, until like the end of the series. And then essentially she just sat there sad. And it's like, there's nothing being done about this. No one's talking about a cure. No one's, they haven't had to talk to a doctor. She haven't get, had her make the speech about how her husband did that. And she was like, I got to get revenge on the people who did that to my husband or anything like that. It was like, no, 
she's she's gonna be a traitor because this is very poorly written. So it was bad. It's just bad. It's just really, really bad. Ugh. I was so upset when it was over with. I was like, this is bullshit. <laughs> this is crap. I wish I didn't watch it. But I watched it so you don't have to. I guess that's the only takeaway from this. But yes, Shinobi no Itoki is a bad anime. It is not to be revered. It is not to be watched. Hell, Naruto's better. In Naruto, they're not even ninjas. <laughs> but it's way better than that. So, uh, yeah, that's all I got to say on that matter. Um, if it's something that you checked out or something that you like, by all means, let me know how you felt about it. That's cool. I'm cool with it. I'm down. I'm hip. I'm it's I'm in what's the haps. I <laughs> but uh other than that, don't don't check this thing out. I mean, if you want to look at something that you would sit there and like yell at the screen for, because it's like, who why the fuck would you do that? Then hey, you do you. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it ain't worth it. It ain't worth it at all. Hell, Demon Slayer is at least beautiful right? Like, animation-wise, the shit is so pretty that it's like, oh, yeah. Even if you don't like typical shonen shit or certain uh, cliches are just basically a big-ass hole of a story, which is Demon Slayer, um, at least the visuals are enough to make you just be completely engaged with everything going on. The comedy is amazing, um, and uh, the characters are really um, enjoyable as well. It's just, like I said, the story, I have an issue with Demon Slayer. Um, But it's still something that's like, oh, yeah, I would definitely still recommend it as a watch. But with Shinobi no Itoki, not at all. So definitely a big fail of uh, fall 2022. And I highly do not recommend this anime. Do not look at it. It is not. It is not to scale. And that's it. This has been another episode of Fun with Flame. I've been your host, Daniel Flame, as you know. And as always, good to people. Hope you had fun.